Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What's up? As you can tell, we are doing the Skype thing now. You know, it's the world we live in. Uh, you boys uh, working from home. It's fun. You boys not working at all, so that's also fun. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Touche. Uh, well, you know, we had some Eagles moves the past couple of weeks, you know, yeah, at least did. A- we don't have any sports still. So Can I tell you how excited I am for this draft? That would be an understatement. Chip, I mean, what if it what if it doesn't happen? Dude, you can't think like that, man. I am just it, it, and if and if something does happen where it's it doesn't happen on time, you know, I would be extremely disappointed. I don't I want mean, to I've I never, want to I've never looked forward, like I've never looked forward to something more in sports maybe the maybe the Super Bowl but just with the circumstances right now I mean I am just so excited for the draft man I can't have this draft be delayed Yeah I need, no I can't I I need in my life yeah I need something to like I, usually when I would come home from work I would see if there's a game on. And, like, if there wasn't, you know what? I'm going to catch up on a TV show. But now that I'm caught up on every single TV show that I've ever wanted to watch in the past six months, I need something in my life other than video games, which I've been playing a lot of. Oh, nonstop, bro. I mean, like, I think think me and you collectively have beaten about over 100 missions in Skyrim. Yeah. And, And, like, that's an old game, too. Yeah. But that's what we're resorting to. These old long games that will take us weeks upon weeks upon weeks to finish. Yeah, yeah. Now we just started Minecraft, which really is endless if you think about it. Oh yeah, the possibilities are endless. I mean, so you know, well, we're just we're looking for games with just endless possibilities. And I can't play a sports game right now because it'll just make me angry. No, it just makes me sad. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, I did watch the 1985 uh, NCAA national championship. Yeah, and I actually watched uh, Super Bowl 52 replay, uh, which was, I think was yesterday. See? See? Uh, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, good times, but I just – I miss sports so bad. You know, I can't say that there's not many games where I've actually sat through a full rewatch of. Yeah, well, I uh, – well, that's like, the, that's like the third time I've watched Super Bowl 52 in full. Um, so, I mean, that's like, the, that's like one of the only games – that I can actually do that with. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Um, well, going off of big games and big moments, we have a little something special for you guys today. Uh, we're going to go through our Sixers top five moments, whether that's good, bad, or ugly. And there's been a lot of ugly, so we're, we're going to see where the ugliest moment has been. Yeah. Let's not give any hints away because this is going to be something to look forward to. Uh, well, I don't have anything left to say, Chippy, so what you got? Let's cue that Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. All right, let's get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Go birds! Go birds! All right, 
So we had a couple of moves. Uh, let's start with Malcolm Jenkins. Rip. Tough one to swallow, man. I don't like it. I don't like it, Chip. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be very interesting. I uh, I was surprised by the move myself as well. Um, you know, and the fact that he went back to the Saints. Uh, you know, good for him. I mean, he's going you know back to the place where that you got drafted. Uh, it sucks because you know the Saints are good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna hurt, man. I think it's gonna hurt. Uh, you know, Jenkins was the he was the leader of the defense, if not the team. Um, yeah, his player should be an article really. Uh spoke to how much he didn't want to leave. So, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I'm not mad at Howie. I'm not mad at the team. Um, I think it's something that had to be done, you know, sooner or later. Um, you know, maybe you could have got one more year out of him. Uh, but you know, he told, he told us up front, he didn't want to play with, uh, with the, with the contract that he had. He, um, so the Eagles had to either pay him or, you know, cut him loose. And they decided to cut him loose. I mean, he's 32 years old. Um, you know, he didn't, he, he, he still plays at a high level. Uh, you know, maybe he's not the type of athlete that he was, but he's, you know, he's still a fringe pro bowl player. Um, yeah, but it's, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's a huge loss. This, this defense, I mean, we've, you know, we've come so accustomed to him just being there on the field. Um, he hasn't missed a snap in what, like three years. Um, he, he, you know, he, he. He was on the field like 98% of the time that he was with the Eagles, which was six years, uh, which is crazy. I think it's six years, five or six years, I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, he was the leader of this defense, if not the team, and uh, it's going to be a huge loss. I mean, I feel the same exact way as you. I didn't want to see him go, but I get it. It's a business. Yep. And it is what it is. I mean, I thank Mac- Malcolm for his time. Of course, <laughs> He was a great leader on this team, and that's not going to be forgotten, especially on that Super Bowl run when yeah. he decked the living hell out of Brandon Cooks. Yep. That forever, I, when that happened, I was just like, is he dead? <laughs> and yeah. Malcolm yeah. Jenkins is forever a part of my memory. Of course. He's, he, I mean, honestly, he's probably one of the all-time great Eagles. I mean, he, he only spent six years here, but like the difference he made when he was on the field like and this defense – like this, like before he came, this defense was bad. Like it was so bad. It was really bad. Secondary yeah. was bad. Like our secondary is bad now, but our secondary was horrible when he when before he came, and he just made this defense one of the best in the league. Uh, you know he he was a leader, and it it sucks. I mean, uh, I'm gonna miss him, uh, but again, like you said, it's a business, and best of luck to him in New Orleans. I can't keep harping yeah. over it. Absolutely. Tough business decisions happen. You just got to move on. Yep. Um, well, but going on to moving on, uh, we got Darius Slay. Yes, we did. And we extended him. Yes, we did. And we moved Jalen Mills to safety. Yes, we did. Dude, I've been saying this. If you've been listening to this podcast for the last year, I've been saying this. For a long for time. For a long time. Him and Russell Douglas. Now they're keeping Russell Douglas at corner. But Jalen Mills, I think Jalen Mills could be a pro bowler at safety. I'm saying that right now. He's just the type of player. I mean, we've seen him get burnt. He's burnt toast, dude. But if you put him back at safety, (laughs) if you put him back at safety, he's a good tackler, and he's not going to get beat deep as a safety. And if you get beat deep as a safety, then you shouldn't be playing football. 
Okay, and well, that, we're going to see that. We're going to see. Right, and, and that was his main issue. And I've been saying this for a, for at least a year, and I'm so happy that they finally did that. And, yeah, I mean, and we signed him to a cheap deal, too, which is huge. But they finally took him out of the toaster. Right, yes, exactly, because he was burnt, 100%. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the move. Yeah, I mean, and then, like you said, we got Darius Slay. Obviously, that's huge. Uh, we gave up a third and a fifth, which is fine, because we still have a third and a fifth left over. We have three fourth-round picks. Um, so, yeah, that, that move had to be made. Uh, you know, once you missed out on Chris Harris Jr. going to the Chargers, um, you know, I thought, you know, you had to make a move for, for a top-end guy, and he is. Um, you know, he, he didn't play great last year. He still had a decent season, but in my opinion, he's still a top-five corner in this league. Um, two years ago, I think was his best season, or maybe three years ago, two or three years ago, but both seasons were incredible. And he played like a top five quarterback, uh, those years. Um, you know, he was still, in my opinion, top 10 last year. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, he's a really, really good player. He's a good man, uh, player. And the thing I love about him is he gets targeted a lot and he makes plays on the ball. Um, you know, maybe he doesn't get the interceptions, you you know, uh, but I mean, he still has a lot of interceptions. Uh, but he just makes plays on the ball, and, it, and that's what I love about him. And he gets targeted a lot. Yeah, I mean, no, we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to this year, yeah. uh, if it happens. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, didn't we sign someone from the Rams? Uh, oh, we got uh, Nikel Roby Coleman. Yeah. The slot corner, which, again, I'm fine with. Um, he's probably going to start at the slot. So you got you're looking at Darius Slay, um, you know, at your as your top corner, uh, Roby Coleman as your slot, and then I don't know who you got at number two. You got you know you got a lot of options now. Um, you know you have Avante Maddox, uh, who's in my opinion more of a slot, or you can move to safety as well. Um, you know you got Sidney Jones. You know maybe they like him. You know because he played well at the end of the season last year. Um. You get you brought in Trevor Williams. Uh, you got you still got Rasul Douglas. So, you know, or and then you still got a draft. So um, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I think that's good. And you bring back Rodney McLeod. You know, he plays obviously his safety, his free safety role. And then they're they're looking at Jalen Mills to replace Malcolm Jenkins, and that's a that's a big task. But uh, Jalen Mills is up for it, and it's gonna be interesting to see how he does. Yeah. Uh, at this point in time, I'm still worried about corner, and I feel like in the draft we need to take another corner. Yeah. But wide receiver right now is the bigger hole that needs to be filled. Yeah, uh, and, and here's the With thing, an aging going. Alshon Jeffrey, Greg Ward at slot. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Thank you for showing up last year. The only person who I didn't even know existed showed up and saved the day. Um, but – we need a little bit more depth, it's fair to say. Yeah. And Deshaun Jackson, I love him to death. I think everyone in Philadelphia loves loves Deshaun Jackson. But we saw last year what happens. Yeah. Yeah, both, both him and Jeffrey, you know, need to stay healthy this year. I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, yeah, but see, Jackson still has the wheels. Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. And that's that's why I still like him. Like, Jeffrey isn't fast anymore. Like, that's why I'm, that's why I was saying a few weeks ago, we need to cut him, but uh, that's not happening. Uh, he's staying this year. I mean, and, and the chances of him coming back from a Liz Frank injury and being okay, yeah, right. 
not not great. I mean, hey, you know, it, it proves me prove me wrong, and that's all that I'm saying. Yes. And if you can, exactly. I'll shut my mouth. But yes. that's what you got to do. I mean, stay healthy and you know play well when you're on the field. That's all we ask. I mean, you know, it's it's exactly. not not it's that not, it's not that hard. Uh, all right. But yeah, um, I mean, definitely, I agree. We need uh, we need more depth at that position. I mean, we need we need you know, there's still holes on this team. You know, and the thing I liked that what Howie did was, you know, we saw last year in the draft, he went all offense. And we saw that, you know, this year with the defense, you know, especially the secondary not playing well at all. So I'm like, I'm liking the fact that he went literally all defense for free agency so far. Um, and, you know, there were there were good moves. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm liking Howie actually realizing that, you know, what our what our strengths and weaknesses are and, you know, doing something about it. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, again, like I said in the beginning, I am, I am unbelievably excited for this draft um, because, because one, we have, you know, still have a lot of picks and, you know, there's some decent, there's some big, decently big holes on this team. I mean, you look at receiver, we mentioned that already. Uh, you look at linebacker, um, you know, still, in my opinion, you need depth of safety. You need depth of cornerback. Um, you could use depth at interior offensive line. Uh, you could use an edge rusher. So, I mean, there's a lot of holes on this team, uh, a lot of depth. I think there's going to be a lot of depth moves in the draft coming up. And then hopefully, you know, you get a few starters, uh, hopefully at receiver. So, uh, You know, we also got Javon Hargrave. Yes. And that was, you know, that was um, – Everyone was like, ah, oh, you know, we we didn't really need a defensive lineman, uh, but yeah, I mean, how he, I mean, uh, Jim Schwartz likes to run. I like it. I like, like it. Yeah, he he likes to run three to four guys at the at interior. Um, so having you know having Fletcher Cox out there with Javon Hargrave, Malik Jackson, and we brought back Hassan Ridgeway, um, that's that's a good four. Uh, I like that a lot. So I like that move a lot, and it wasn't it wasn't a you know a humongous deal. It was it was uh, team friendly in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, that's another good move by Howie, too. Yeah, and pretty much almost immediately after joining the Eagles officially, uh, he sent out a tweet that said the Cowboys are trash, which I respect. Yeah, yeah. And he tweeted, like, I think like five or six years ago that uh, Cowboys fans are Cowboys fans suck. So he's an Eagle for sure. And we also okay. signed Will Parks from the from the Denver Broncos. I wanted to mention that as well. Philly Will. Billy Will, <laughs> yeah, he's from the area, and he was. Ex- I, I watched his Instagram. He was uh, stoked, story. man. He was so happy, dude, and I love it. Uh, so yeah, that's that another. Like, that's, he must be living the dream. Like you grow up watching a team, and you're just like, you guys want me to play for you, right? Right. And yeah. pay me to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's. I mean, that's just added more uh, safety depth, which I like a lot, and he's a good player too. So. Uh, but yeah, he was so excited. I love it. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and so like all in all, I think, yeah, all in all, I think really good free agency so far. Um, and again, I am just, ugh, I can't tell you how much I, I'm excited for this draft, man. Um, I look, I, I can't hold in my excitement anymore. Yeah. <laughs> just need to draft. I need some sports now. in my life. I need the draft now. Yeah, I'm now. tired. Of, I'm tired of watching replays. I just want something live to happen and oh. look i was really tempted to put in nba 2k on my xbox and just let the computer play out a season <laughs> and watch it i need something yeah it's not a bad idea actually yeah i mean like I, i've been checking out what the simulation tournament was on reddit 
<laughs> I don't even like Reddit all that much. No, nah, me either. But I've been watching it. Um, just crazy, look, man. Look, it is what it is. All right, I think it's time to move on. We've covered enough birds. Birds, 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 birds. birds. And let's get on to our top five Sixers moments in our lives, in our 20-something-year-old lives. Good, bad, or ugly. Good, bad, or ugly. Top five moments overall. And I mean that, like, there have been some good moments where I will never forget, and there's also been some moments that maybe you want to – uh, just plant my face into the earth and <laughs> not talk to anyone ever again. So let's get right into it. Uh, yeah. Let's, you know, let's get the ball in the court, dribble it up. And um, at number five, I'm going to start with our GM drama. Yes, uh, there's a lot of it. Now I know there's two moments in this one. Yeah. But our GM drama has been one of the top things that has really – I don't know. It's hovered over us for the past 10 years or so, 15 maybe. Yeah. And looking at it, it all started with Hinky and him getting fired because Adam Silver didn't want anything uh, well, to do with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, in my opinion, it started with us hiring Sam Hinky from Houston because nobody expected that. But then, you know, after all the process and all that happened, which we'll get to later. Um, you know, Adam Silver realizing what Hinky was doing and him just being like, all right, this can't happen. Get him out. Basically is what happened. Um, and again, at the time, in my opinion, now maybe this is different for other people, but in my opinion, I was just like, okay, I guess. I mean, cause I just wanted to win. Like I was just tired of losing and, you know, at the time I'm like, all right, this guy, you know, obviously talking about Colangelo, which. We all know Stop. how that did. Um, look, no, we had we had to. How do we not look into people? If some random Twitter egg found out that Colangelo had burner accounts and was saying all this crap online, right? You have a professional staff, I'm sure, that delves into the background of individuals. Well, that's the thing. We hired just because Jerry, he was we, the son of Jerry. Yeah, we. Well, that's the thing. We hired Jerry, and he he made Brian the GM. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, that's the problem. Like, that was the mistake we made. We hired a guy who had, you know, a track record, you know. he had, I mean, he had a decent track record. And he was like, all right, I'm the leader of this team. I'm going to make my son the GM. You know, there was no, there was no, like, looking for a GM. There was no interviews. There was like, all right, my son's the GM. That's it. And that, that was the problem. Um, and then, obviously, Clancho being an idiot – and having all those accounts and then blaming his wife and then <laughs> it's it's just um that long collared bastard yeah, that uh that that um i remember when that was going on i'm like man what else could go wrong with this team i mean <laughs> there was just the injuries going on and you know we 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 were in the playoffs the year prior burners and then he <laughs> Burner then, account. Yeah. Didn't we was, learn anything from Kevin Durant? Yeah, right. <laughs> like that was a big deal. That, that was a big deal. Yeah, it was. It was a big deal. It was. Um, you know, at the time I didn't realize how big it was, but um, having your GM make fake accounts and then trashing your play, his own players, is just it's uh, it's unexcusable. And uh, thank God he's out of here. 
it's ridiculous. Yeah. And now he's now and then you blame, and, the, and then, then you have the gall to blame your wife for it, right? Even right. if she was the one typing, you knew. Yeah, and that's like he, now he has to realize that no one is ever gonna hire him again. Yeah, it's ever. great. It's it great. great. And now now Jerry's also stained too because he oh. brought that light of sunshine into the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. You know, Brian Colangelo seems like the kind of guy that if he gets into a bar fight, he'd be like, my dad has money and he'll sue you. Yeah, he's definitely uh, yeah, he's definitely that kind of guy. Yeah, 100%. I'll sue you. <laughs> and now we have more GM drama with Elton Brand. Yeah, but I like Elton. I like Elton as well. I, I like Elton too, but like, okay, this year is the year where he's got a, you know – Honestly, even if this season continues or doesn't continue, Brett Brown's got to go. And if he can't make that call and pull the trigger, well, then he's he's done in my mind too. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing I didn't even realize about you know this whole this whole coronavirus thing is, you know, we're not going to we're most likely not going to see what the Sixers do in the playoffs. We're going to see it in July, but yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's going to be the call in my uh, definitely. The Sixers are going to be the sixth seed. Whatever this off season is. <laughs> Uh, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the call. So yeah, it, it definitely um, there's a lot riding on Elton Brand uh, coming coming up this offseason. So it's gonna be interesting to see what he does. Yeah. All right. Well, let's cut that moment um, and go into our next moment, which has been the draft. Yeah, a lot of big, a lot of big moments in the draft. A lot of good, a lot of bad. Uh, and no, no, there's been a lot of good, and I mean a lot of good. Yeah. For example, we got Joel Embiid. Yep. We got Jaleel Okafor. Not so good. <laughs> we got Ben Simmons. Great. We got Mark Fultz. Oh, not so good. <laughs> we drafted Mikael Bridges. And then we traded, and then traded him, him two seconds later. While he was giving a speech about how much he loves the city. Yeah, yeah, that happened. Uh, we drafted Landry Shamit and then traded him halfway through a season. Yeah, we did that too. But then we drafted Matisse Thibault, our son. He is our son. I love Matisse. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I mean, the Sixers have been – it's been a roller coaster for the draft, in my opinion. See, and, and the one thing um, that bothers me, too, is we did trade with Boston. Oh, God. He moved in front of us, and I didn't like that. And I'm talking about last year's, not the big one. I'm still getting to that one. That one still seethes me with anger. <laughs> no, you know what? Let's go right to that one. Why in God's green earth or his mind or existence would anyone trade up to get Markel Fultz? They weren't even going to take him, and they knew it. And there was a workout where Markel Fultz came in and looked horrendous. But nope, nope, that's my guy. I got to take him. I'm Brian Colangelo, and I approve this message. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to put it on my burner account that it wasn't my idea to draft him. It was my wife's. <laughs> I mean, it's so hard because at the time, he was the consensus number one. And you can't not agree with that. But I thought raw talent-wise, no. Potential-wise, yes. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, he was getting comparisons to James Harden, dude. 
I mean, you can't. He looked like a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> I mean, he was he was so good in college, man. And he was. He was consensus number one, and that's what, that's what we needed at the time. We needed a two-guard who could shoot and play good defense, and that's what he, that's what he brought at the time. Now, obviously, now <laughs> it obviously didn't work out. But yeah, and and obviously that trade, you know. But I mean, we're talking we're talking the whole draft here. You know, that's that was just one year. Um, you know, and in my opinion, it starts with um, the year we drafted or the year we traded Drew Holiday, and the, really the process began. Uh, we drafted um, Michael Carter Williams. We drafted Nerlens Noel that year. Both of those guys didn't work out. <laughs> I mean, and that but that brings us into our third moment, right, which right. is the process itself. Yes, um, the process is. Really, it was longer than a moment. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. It was yeah, way longer. Um, you know, it all started when we hired Sam Hankey from Houston. Um, and then, like you said, we it started with that draft because you know the years prior to that we were we were barely making the playoffs. And we didn't have a great team. So, you know, Sam Hinkie came in. He's like, all right, I'm tired of this. I want to I wanna strip down this team, rebuild, and then go win us a championship. So, obviously, like I said, drafting, you know, trading trading a bunch, like all your quote-unquote star players uh, for draft picks. And that was really the basis of what the process was. It was trading all your good guys to get valuable picks and trying to find the next superstar in this league. Um, so, you know, it took longer than a lot of us thought. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it started, again, it started with that draft, and then the year the year after was 2014. I don't think anything big happened that year. Uh, but then 2015 was Jaleel Okafor year. Uh, everyone loved the pick, and, again, didn't work out. And then the year uh, – well, no, I will say that, like, I will sorry, give Jaleel Okafor – I'll give Jaleel Okafor his due. I yeah, no, feel I'm like sorry. 2014 he... was Embiid. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, 2015 was Okafor. Yes, um, but I will give Okafor his due. I feel like he was misused here, and he did have potential that just went to waste because we just didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, I mean, definitely, his rookie year. He, I mean, he had a good rookie year. I mean, he was shortened by injury, of course, because you know everyone gets injured here. But um, I mean, he had a decent season. Um. As rookie year, and then you know Joel Embiid came back, and that was really the end of the road for really him and Nerlens Noel because, um, you know we didn't, I didn't really think we expected to be to for Joel Embiid to be that good. Um, you know I, we were expecting him to you know you know be a starter, but you know not to the level that he is now. You know what I'm saying so. And no, no, to literally become the process. Right. Yes. Exactly. And that that wasn't expected in my opinion, and you know we had to. Um, you know, he had he had to be the centerpiece. Um, so we had to get rid of guys like Nerlens Noel and Joe Jalen for And you know, the good thing is we're still in a good situation where we don't just have one centerpiece, but we have two. Correct. We have Ben Simmons and Embiid, and they both ain't going anywhere for a long time. Yeah, and, and then then you know, and then obviously uh, the year after four was Ben Simmons at number one, and then the whole Markel Fultz thing, and then. Uh, 2018 and 2019, we you know we started to get good, so that was the process kind of like starting to see you know the fruits of Sam Hinkie's labor, honestly. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, and that's and and look at where we are now. I mean, we, we well, we should be a top a top team in the East, even though we're six. We're six, <laughs> but we have two, you know, two superstars in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, who, like you said, aren't going anywhere for a long time. And if you, if if people think they're we're going to trade them, shut up. We're six. And, yeah, I mean, this is really all because of Sam Hickey. All, all of all of this is is happening because of him. Us being sixth place, or is that because of Brett Brown? No, us. Ha- well, that's Brett Brown. Us having two superstar players who can be the top players in the NBA if they so choose to be in their positions. Because Joel Embiid is already, in my opinion, the best center in the league, and Ben Simmons, the sky's the limit for that guy. And that's the that's because of Sam Hinkie in the process. And yeah, well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> he needs to shoot. Yeah, I know. I'm even doing it with my left hand. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Yeah, but he needs to shoot. But yeah, I mean, this is all because of Sam Hinkie, man. And uh, Adam Silver didn't want any part of it. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Damn. <laughs> All right, that moves, us, lane, huh? that moves us to the next step of memory lane. Our second most memorable moment during our, li- during our lives, yeah, was Allen Iverson stepping over Tyron Lue. Yeah, yeah. That was I mean, hot. That was just hot. Are gonna, people are going to be mad that it's not number one, but in my opinion, what is this is one? This is worst moments that we've – no, not worst, but like best and worst moments that we've yeah, – like, scene like things that really resonated with us as like wow did that just happen right exactly and when that happened and again i was so young i was what i mean i was like four years old i was six but i remember it yeah and i i i barely remember it but when i wasn't even really into sports then and i remember it yeah and like when my dad talks about that moment it's just it, it was something it's like he it's like he witnessed like a miracle like because that team was not supposed to be there it wasn't ai carried that team on his back and then that like and in that game game one was incredible you know ty Ty lu was you know he was guarding ai you know he was doing pretty well and that moment where he just drilled it and stepped over him was just the ultimate sign of disrespect and i loved it Mm-hmm. And it was just, oh, it was. That was Allen Iverson. Yes, that that moment is Allen Iverson, a hundred percent. I see, and it's one of the best moments in NBA history, honestly. I think that that moment just, I don't know what it was, just that team that went out there. Yes, was okay. I, and exactly, they made that's finals. That team wasn't supposed to be there, but what AI did for that team was just un, unreal. I mean, when you look at it, that moment really says something about Allen Iverson's legacy. It, yeah. It, it was. It, you couldn't explain it, but that was Allen Iverson. Yep. Like, I, I feel like the reason he did it most of all was because he just likes to disrespect people because that's what he did on with the ball on the court anyway. But <laughs> most of all, he was just like, yeah, get out of here. And and that's the thing too. 
like like guys would guys would like go up and try to get in his face and try to guard him. But I'm telling you, no one could guard that guy in his prime one on one. Nobody. Not even the greatest defender of all time. Nobody could defend AI in his prime one on one. Nobody could. And just th- this, you know, this small guy who came out of nowhere thinks he thinks he can D up this one of the best players in the NBA, and he just destroyed him. And he's like, "Get out of my face, kid!" I mean, it was just, it, it was beautiful. It was a thing of beauty. I mean, look at the rest of the roster though, too. To Kembe Matumbo, Eric right. Snow, McKee. <laughs> who? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like who are these guys? Like, well, Dikembe Mutombo, everyone knows because yeah, but that was when we acquired him halfway through the season, and yeah. I mean, I mean, other than him and AI, who was who that team? Was Corver on that team? Corver, uh, no, nah, he wasn't on the he wasn't on the final team. No, uh, he, no, Corver came with later. Iguodala came later too. Iguodala was right after AI, and the thing that sucked about that, Andre Iguodala could have been a really good sixer, but they kept trying to make him the next AI, right? and not just because that's his initials, but yeah. he wasn't meant to be the next AI, right. and that's why he had to move on. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that team was, other than AI and maybe Matumbo, you didn't, you didn't really have anybody, and that's what I'm saying, you know, AI carried that team on his back all the way to the finals and you ran into Shaq and Kobe. I mean, not, not many people, you know, have beat those two guys. So Aaron McKee, that, that one still cracks me up. Yeah. All right. I, I think it's time to move on to the, uh, the, ba- yeah. the bad part, the bad part, the tough one. Our number one, which you've probably been able to assume right now, most, Memorable, most heart-wrenching, just awful, terrible moment of my sports fandom in a while. Yeah. Uh, the Raptor series in 2019. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, before we get to the end, obviously, um, that series in general was just a roller coaster ride. And that's why I said the series. It wasn't yeah. just the end. Yes, it was correct. the series itself. Because... I, I was emotionally invested throughout the whole thing. Yes. And I could even go as far as to say the playoffs that year themselves because of the yep. whole Nets thing that went on. But, no, this series is more yep. where I realized, like, get the hell out of here. And, and it was and it was like after that series, I realized how good – like after that season, like after the Raptors won the championship, I realized how good the Sixers can be because they took the NBA champion to seven games and to the last shot. So uh, it was just like the whole series, like you said, was just it was just up and down. Uh, you know, I think we I think we lost game one, if I'm not mistaken. And we lost we were. Yeah, we lost game one and then we won game two and then game three, I think Joel Embiid went off and we were up two to one and then we lost game uh, four and five and then we won game six. And then obviously lost game seven, but um, yeah, what what a what a unbelievable series it was. I mean, you know. well, there was two things that really happened in the series that made me upset, and one was Embiid getting sick. Yeah, I don't know if he was sick or if he just is he just can't keep care of himself. 
Yeah, I, that's definitely what it. I mean, it had to be. I mean, he, he, it's just the way that he, I guess, prepared. Eats uh, eight Chick Fil A sandwiches. Right. I mean, yeah, like what he did, like what he ate, and and how he prepared, because you can't be doing that. Um, you know, speaking from two guys who love food, but um, <laughs> uh, you can say that again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to be, you know, one of the best players in the NBA, you gotta you gotta prepare for it. Um, so. And obviously he didn't. And then that was definitely the reason why people were like, oh, he was, you know, he was, he was just, it was just a, you know, stomach bug. No, it, it was definitely the way he prepared and how he ate. And, and, you know, he, you know, after that series, he definitely realized that he made a mistake. Um, but yeah, that, that was definitely the reason. And uh, ultimately probably the reason why we lost that series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much to add. You know, it was right there, but. Um, you know, it, it, in my opinion, series come down to a few, you know, key plays and key reasons. And that was definitely that. I mean, that was one of the biggest ones. So, well, I mean, the worst part of the whole thing was the last shot. Yeah, of course. I, I remember when I watched it, I was with my buddy here at my house and we, I just couldn't react. I, I fell off of my couch and I hit my face on the ground and I just stayed there. Yep. And it, it hurt. Yeah. I just didn't care. Yep. I was that devastated at that moment. The next yeah, it, few it, days I was still angry. Yeah. I remember, uh, God, I, I think we didn't record our podcast for another couple days after. Yeah. And, I just needed to vent that frustration. I was so angry, and I remember it bounce, 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 dong. Yep. It's like you gotta be. And like the first thing that came to my mind was, this is revenge for the double doink. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Someone out there probably prayed to the devil or something to make the Eagles win. And this is what happens. Yeah. And it, I don't. Uh, this sucks. I don't <laughs> want to remember this. <laughs> I don't want to remember this. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it was just such a huge moment. We had to have it, you know, on the on the top five list. But uh, it is the top moment, and it, it's probably recency bias. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. But at the same time, the emotions that that moment made me feel surpass a lot of them. I would say a majority of things. And it was because we were this close. Yep. You yeah, were so I mean, close. Yeah, because I was with my family when it happened. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't really realize how big that was. I mean, because, I mean, you really don't. I mean, anytime something huge like that happens, you don't really realize how big it is until you know, after you, and you start to think about it more, but I mean, my family was obviously they were livid (laughs) and I just sat there and just was like that, that just happened. That really just like, everyone was going nuts. I was at my uncle's house. Everyone was freaking out. And I was just sitting there like in the back and I'm like, dude, did that really just freaking happen? Like just asking myself, like, what did I just see? Like, it was, oh, it, it was brutal, man. And then the days following, I was so just sad and angry. And <laughs> See, and that's yeah. why. 
it's not. Yeah, really and that's funny. that's why. I mean, yeah, moments. I mean, it, it lingers. It lingers. Like usually when something bad happens, I like the next day I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But it lingered for days and days and days, and that's why it's got to be number one. It's it's. I mean, yeah. Mm. What a moment. It All sucked right, well, for us, but... Let's not talk about it anymore. I'm done. Yeah, it's not. Uh, <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, this is something new that we're doing, obviously, because of what's going on right now. There's no real big sports moments to talk about. Um, I've watched about three seasons of The Office, even though I've seen it eight times already. <laughs> um, yeah, man, this is tough. Um, everyone yeah. stay safe. Everyone yep. stay healthy. Yep. If you're If you're feeling somewhat ill... One of your family members are feeling somewhat ill. One of you have been exposed. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Do not be an idiot. Because if you go out 